0: I cannot wait to see you.
1: People around me gotta be hustlers, people around me gotta be smart, they gotta look good, presentable, like all that matters like to me. They gotta be like, driven, you know? Cause I got goals, I got dreams that I gotta
0: do. Dani Le is everywhere and doing everything. She's danced on stage with Pitbull, written music for Jennifer Lopez and Cardi B, directed a music video for Prince and delivered song after song that leaves us feeling empowered, positive, and like Danile, ready to take on the world. Thank you for waking up and being here. You had a really late night. I did, but all my lights are like that, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I was told you were going to be in studio late. What, what mm-hmm. is it that you're working on?
1: Right now I'm working on my next album. So I just pretty much got it approved by the labels. So I already got like seven solid songs. So now I'm just like cutting up and just seeing if I catch another like quick another one. Like, you know, so
0: just to close it off. No, I don't know. What does that mean to just catch another one? I mean, make another
1: hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just got to stay in the studio and just record. That's how I make my music. So let's say I make one last day I'm about to turn in my album. I'll just add that to the album because... You know, this is my second album, so I'm putting it all into it. So,
0: Do you know when you write a song, when you record a song, that it's a hit?
1: Honestly, I think now I just make music that is just like always good. Like I feel like I don't really make a bad song. So where the level of is it a hit or is it a good song, that maybe I don't know. Because at the end of the day, you never know what's a hit.
0: What's it like once you're in the booth and
1: you're recording? Mm, once I'm in the booth recording, I'm just in my element. That's where I close off and I get to just give what I hear right off the jump, you know? That's my favorite is just being able to be in the booth locked in and just, like, go through my thoughts what I'm going through or whatever the case, where the beat takes me, you know?
0: How much of it is iterative as a process of you coming out, listening to it, saying, mm, that's not right. Someone else in the booth saying, let's try it another mm-hmm. way. Like, how collaborative is that process?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on my situation, like who's with me at the time in the studio. I usually just start, I get the beat from the producer, I go in and I literally sit in there, See what, how I'm feeling, what I want, what I'm going through at the time, and then literally just like freestyle singing, do melodies, and then usually my brothers with me or my bro Jackson or my little sisters. There actually has been with me too, so it just depends on my circumstance, you know. If they're like, "Yo, that's it," we're like, "All right, cool, <laughs> <laughs> let's keep writing to it," or if they're like, no, let me try something," I'm like, "All right, go ahead."
0: You're- Dominican your parents are Dominican, mm-hmm. but they're Washington Heights Dominicans.
1: Um, well, my yeah. dad was born in Dominican Republic, okay. so my mom was born in New York, but they were both raised in New York. So,
0: What kind of music was in your home growing up? I mean, Dominican music, bachata,
1: merengue, salsa, and then, of course, you know, R&B is another one. Hip-hop, my dad is a big fan of, like, Wu-Tang and, like, the old-school, mm. like, classic hip-hop, so.
0: Where can I hear the Dominican influence in your music?
1: My last album, I had a song called "Yo No Se." I actually did it with my brother. He's an artist as well, so it's a full Spanish song. But I kind of flipped it in my own. I think the way I do Spanish music is like, Danny Lay customized. You know, it has like a either a trap influence or a R and B influence, but it's Spanish. So it's like my way of doing it. You know. Who were
0: your favorite artists growing up?
1: I loved Alicia Keys. I used to always sing her songs. Janelle Ico was another one that I loved. Drake, I've always been a Drake fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Rihanna was another one. Aaliyah, definitely Aaliyah was one that I felt like I could sing her songs. Like I wasn't a huge singer, so like the huge Beyonce and like all that, I felt like I couldn't really sing along with it. So I think what I gravitated to was like what I like could vibe to or sound good on. Mm-hmm. So it was either Janae, Alicia Keys, Aaliyah, Drake. Like those are things that was my vibe. You know? Right.
0: Well, so much of your story is about figuring out that you didn't need to sound that way in order to be a legitimate singer. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Like, I wasn't confident in my voice at all. I remember back in the day, they'd be like, oh, sing. Because my little sister, she was like six years old sounding like Beyonce. So (laughs) I was like, no, I'm not singing. No, I'm cool. (laughs) So How did
0: you end up in this family with so many singers and musicians? I don't know. Because my dad, he could kind of sing, but it's
1: not like... He could sing, sing. His sister sang in church. So it comes from that side. My dad's dad's name was Beethoven. Like my mom, she was in the streets dancing in New York. So and modeling in New York. So it was kind of like she had the dance side. I started dance class when I was like 12. So that was like a lifestyle, you know, like doing a
0: sport. It was dance for me. Even if it was a hobby, it became a profession pretty young. I mean, yeah. you're 16, mm-hmm. encouraged to move out to L.A. Yeah, By whom?
1: Well, I got signed to a dance agency block, and I remember like booking a job and having to like fly to LA and then go back to Orlando. It's gotta be so
0: trippy. As yeah, a it was too months.
1: much. So my mom was like, "You know what? Let's go to LA for like a month and see like what could happen. See if we book more jobs and just get your face out there." And we did it, and ended up staying for ten years. <laughs> you know, we literally stayed in one one bedroom apartment. You, your mom, your sister. Yeah, and another girl I, I was in a girl group oh, with. Oh, curly
0: fries. I know all yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we was all in one little room, like, grinding it out. Didn't have money. We was in a rental car. Like, it was a grind for real because when we were in Orlando, we had a nice house. Like, it was—we lived good, you know? But when we moved to L.A., it was like, all right, we starting over and, like, hustling. What
0: do you think your mom saw in you that it was worth that risk?
1: Um— I don't know if my mom saw it as big as like what it is now. I think she just had like belief in me that like my little girl is talented. Like, you know, I got signs as a dancer when I had only been training for a couple of years. I picked up really fast. So I think that was something she noticed about me. I think for her, it was more like a good like career decision too. like it could be something dope. You know, it could take off for, for her daughter. And I loved it. So she was just with it. You know, you get to L.A. Did you work right away or was it a struggle? As a dancer, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I always had like something special about me. Like, anytime I would go to auditions, I'd be right in the front. Like, I made sure like I was presentable. Like, my mom like put that in in us, instilled that in us. Like, show off. Like, do your thing. So, I think I was good. I would book jobs, and then I had like long red curly hair, so I was like different. Like, I I would stand out. Like, you know. Wait, what? yeah I had like long red curly hair it was super long no one really had long red curly hair so when I'd walk in it was just like bam you know
0: you've said dancing paid your bills and your parents bills was part of going to LA and understanding that you would keep everyone afloat
1: no it was just like it was just natural you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like when each check we got we was like yo put it into the rent or put it into ourselves into dance classes or something you know So it was more so of like a team effort. We was all so close, all of our money, like we knew Mm -hmm. everything. So it was just like a close thing.
0: What made you realize you had to quit dancing?
1: When I didn't get the respect as an artist, you know, because I feel like just because I was behind artists dancing, people didn't take me serious that I wanted to really do music. But really dance paid the bills at the time. So what made me be like, yo, I got to stop is the fact that dancing wasn't a lot of real money. I'm like, I want to live a certain lifestyle. This isn't it for me, so.
0: Well, what does the dancer make?
1: I mean, you could make 500 bucks on a music video real quick. That's nothing, you know what I'm saying? You're there for 12 hours, like that's nothing. As a lead girl, you can make $1,500, but that's still nothing. Like that goes, like I'm trying to be a millionaire, billionaire, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and I feel like I got something special about me and it's cool that now I get to show people who I am with my words versus just my movement.
0: So when everybody knows you as a dancer, how do you then help them see you as an artist and take things to the next level?
1: Well, honestly, I think Def Jam, signing to Def
0: Jam was like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. Yeah, because 2016, you go into Def Jam, you meet with Tua Clark, who's the VP of A&R, and you played him a bunch of pop tracks. Yeah. Wrong decision.
1: Well, when I first had my label meeting, it was with Epic, with L.A. Reed and Chris Kunte, And I played all my R&B records and they didn't like them. <laughs> so they was like, this is like now. And then, then I played some of the pop records I had been doing. Because at that time, I was really trying to figure it out. I had just broken up with the Curly fries, So I was like, oh shit, can I do this by myself? Like, I don't know if I even have a powerful enough voice to be by myself or Like I really didn't have that much belief in myself, so I was like really working with this type of producer and that type of producer, getting so many different records. I'm a super versatile artist, so I can do all the records. They sound good, but was it really something that I loved? No, but I was doing them. And then when I played it for La Rita Epic, they loved it. They wanted to sign me off one song, but then I went to Interscope after that, and he loved my only one record, and that's a straight R&B guitar record. So I'm just like. Okay, like, what's up? <laughs> and then the last meeting with two, I played I was with one of the producers that I did a lot of pop records with, so I played all those records. And he liked me because he liked my swag. He likes my image, or whatever. But he told me when I left, like he wasn't gonna sign me Then my producer Yanni came in after, and he was like just there to play him beats and to play him a couple songs. And he played him a couple of my r and b records. And then two was like, why didn't she play me this? And he was like, I don't know. And he was like, that saved me because he was like, wow, like your tone, like is so different. Like I see your swag and da da da. He didn't see that in my meeting. So thank God Yanni came there and like
0: helps me. It's not wild though, because yeah. there's such a lesson. I mean, even if you're not a recording artist, there's such a lesson and you have to know who you are. Right, Because I think sometimes uh, coming up, I thought if I could show people like, look, I can do everything. I can do anything that actually makes it harder for people to place you. Like You have to come in and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. And that's
1: what I was like having a hard time finding out. But now I'm so certain. Now I know exactly what I want. Everything I do is like me. You know, every song I choose on my album is me. Every video, you know, it's a collaborative thing, but it starts with me.
0: 18 years old you get an email from Prince. Mm-hmm. First of all, how did you know it was not spam?
1: Right, that's what everybody asks. I mean, I, I ended up getting the contact from the email, and it was uh, Maya and Nandy, and they were his dancers. So they were, like, close to his team, and they gave me the call. They're like, Prince wants to do this, da-da-da-da-da. So that was real for me, you know? What and did the email say? Prince, the artist, um, requests Dan- Danielle Kirill. I think it was my full name. To submit a choreography submission for his new song, Breakfast Can We... Like, it was something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. And I was like, oh, shoot. And then after I sent him the video of me dancing, he was like, okay, now we, I want you to write a treatment and direct the video and, like, give you a whole budget. And, like, I want you to do this. I want to get your vision, like, for this video. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: You realize as you tell the story, it's surreal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a... It's a huge moment. Like, I even have a... So, Curly fries have a song with Prince. So just, like, having a song with Prince is like, Beyonce doesn't have a song with Prince. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's definitely something I, like, take pride in because just shows me, like, a legend took recognition of me, like, at that young age. So I'm meant to do this. There's like, definitely something special about me. You ever directed a music video before? Before that mm-hmm. video? No.
0: So, like, what'd you do? Google, how do I direct a music right. video? Like, how'd you step into that? Pretty
1: much. I had been in music videos, so I was familiar with the set life and like directors saw what they did
0: you would hear that you direct a music video for prince that prince takes you on as his mentee and that that's the catapult takeoff moment but it's not really Mm -hmm. right
1: no i think it was just a step for me it was just a phase for me my life is about levels literally chapters like that was my first chapter now I stepped into getting signed to Def Jam and dropping my first EP chapter. Then it's going on tour with Tiana Taylor. Then it's being getting gold. Then it's the Kiki Challenge for me. Then it's the dropping little baby. That's my first hit. Then it's like now Easy Remix with Chris Brown. Like for me, it's just levels. Like,
0: do you see the levels as you're going through them, or you only see them retrospectively?
1: No, I see them as i are going through. I'm like, oh, this is the next level.
0: <laughs> it's, it's wild to me when I look at so Kiki Challenge. I've watched the video as have millions of others. It's wild to me that you had that much success, like actual accomplishments prior to that viral moment. But it's Mm -hmm. that it's that moment that for a lot of people puts you on their radar, which is like you could have had none of what you had before that.
1: Right. Thank God I did. To me, that gives me so much more respect because I could have just been a girl who did nothing and just. Got out the car and danced real quick. And I'm like, oh, let me try to do music now because I have followers. And, you know, I already was doing this. That was just something that helped the
0: world see who I was and see me. When my babies were going through their exploration stage, I had so much to worry about. Falling over, bumping heads. What did she just put in her mouth? The list was endless. But when they were in Pamper Swaddlers, I knew I never had to worry about a leaky diaper. Swathers are great for both baby and mommy. They keep your baby's skin healthy and dry with Pampers Breathe-Free Liner, which wicks away wetness, allowing your baby's skin to breathe. Swathers have always given me peace of mind, knowing that diaper rash and leaky diapers were not in our future. There's also the blowout barrier at the back waist to help prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Pampers Swathers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. Hypoallergenic and free of parabens and latex. Your baby deserves that. And they're available in a wide range of sizes, from newborn to size 8, and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the elephant and Freddy the duck. Having a diaper you can depend on is important, and it's why I have always loved Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club. Making Latina to Latina has been an incredible ride so far. Now we want to bring you closer to the show by deepening our connection on Patreon. Your monthly support of $5 or $20 or whatever's in your heart to give helps us find new ways to connect and bring together this awesome community. Plus, we have extra perks for Patreon members, everything from early access to the podcast to one-on-one coaching sessions with me, or Head over to patreon.com slash Latina to Latina to join us today. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Latina to Latina. Let's talk about your music. Lil Baby is considered your breakout song. How did it come to you? Lil Baby.
1: I actually recorded it in 2017. I was in the studio with Jazzy, Ism, and Bori. And Ism played the beat, he's the producer. And it's like, oh, I was like, this is crazy. I was like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 19. I was like, wow, you a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jazzy was like, little baby. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, my little baby. And we were just like, get your breath. My little baby, Yo. change your change. There's a hope oh. I know what and then we just kind of just, like, started flowing. She started, like, freestyling. And then we, like, went in the boots and melodies and then just wrote it out. And it was a quick song that came out fire. We felt it. And then you kind of have, like, an R&B, like, versus... Like, it's
0: like...
1: It's just different. They said that is very different, so... I'm excited that that was my breakout record because I always wanted to have, like, stamp on the, I'm a hip hop artist, like, I'm not a pop artist because I felt like all these labels were trying to make me that. So I'm like, hey, I broke with my hip hop record, but it still had my, like, taste to it. And it sounded like a record that it was nobody's. Like, you couldn't be like, oh, is that this artist or is that, you know what I'm saying? My tone sounded so different. You knew it was like a new artist. so
0: For sure. How often when you go into a development meeting, are there other Latinas in the room?
1: I mean, it depends where I'm at. You know? Like, what is it
0: mean? is it Latinos understanding you as a Latina or is it non-Latinos understanding you as a Latina?
1: Um, I think people sometimes don't know I'm Latina. I think that happens, but... I mean, I, I put it out there, like, on my Instagram. I got the Dominican flag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I rep it, you know what I'm saying? But people, sometimes they got me, so they won't know what I am. Like, I don't, I don't think I look straight Hispanic, like, off the jump sometimes. Sometimes people know, sometimes people don't. It just depends. If you're Hispanic, usually my Latinas know I'm Latina with them, you know? So it just depends on... If I'm with a whole bunch of black people, I could just be a black person, too. I could be a mixed girl. So people just don't know. And is that an asset or is that a liability? It's cool. I think I like it because I don't get boxed in. You know what I mean? I think I, I could get boxed in if I look straight Hispanic or sounded straight Hispanic, only spoke Spanish. Like, it could make me only be able to do Spanish music or people would only like that. I speak Spanish as well, but that's my first is like English, you know?
0: Play is your anthem for women. What did you want to come across in that song?
1: Um, It was just a record where when I did play, I had just got signed to Def Jam. So that was like in the beginning. And it was just like, I just made a play. Like, I just made a play. I just got signed. like, it was just like the start of my like turn up, happy, like motivational records to me. Like I wanted girls to feel like bossed up and like, Kind of say something that males would say, you know?
0: When have you felt most bossed up?
1: When I got my check from Death Jam. (laughs) 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 That was my biggest check I ever got in my life. Like, first, like, six figures in my account. So that was really dope.
0: I appreciate how transparent you are about the fact that money is important to you. Yeah. Um <laughs> it is. End of the day. Was it always or did it become important to you?
1: I think once I started living a certain lifestyle, it became more important to me to be more of that lifestyle and even more of it. Back then I was cool, but now I'm it feels good to be able to buy sneakers that I love. Like, you know, it feels good to go out and eat at a nice restaurant now and be able to take care of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? So
0: I do. And because it's, is it about status or is it about security?
1: Maybe both. I think security in the sense of like feeling secure and like feeling like on the status tip, feeling like a boss. Like, I work for all this money and I got it. Like, Cause I work at the end of the day. I'm moving. I'm always working. I'm tired. I'm this and that. So be able to have money, that's what keeps me going, to be honest.
0: In prepping for this, I mean, <laughs> I've watched a million videos of you. I've read every interview you've ever done. And there's a dichotomy about you, which is, on one hand, you do carry yourself like a boss. I noticed that the minute you walked in the room. I noticed it every time I read an interview with you. On the other hand, you're very sweet. Mm -hmm. Right. That's part of your entire vibe. And I think sometimes we ask women to choose between those two things, that if a woman is really sweet, then she can't be a boss or Mm -hmm. if she's a boss, then she can't be really sweet. And so I wonder how you have managed to maintain both elements Mm -hmm. of yourself, given that so often women are asked to choose.
1: Right. It's just my personality. I never want someone to walk away from me and be like, Danny's a baby. I don't know if I can curse. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm, Curse. Okay. Like, you know, she's just like, ugh. You know, I never want someone to meet me that way. I always want to have a positive, like, feedback on who I am. Like, you know, like, I always want that. You
0: could be nice and you could be a boss. Lurkin is among my favorite (laughs) of your songs. Tell me what inspired it. I was on Instagram and
1: this guy that didn't even follow me was looking at my story. And I was like... So you literally typed in my name to, like, look at my page, like, and you're not even following me, so why are you lurking? And then I was in the studio with Goldie and Cosine, and he was, like, playing on the beat. It's kind of, like, the same situation. That's how music just happens, like, the moment. And I was just like, why are you always lurking? And we just started being like, why are you always It was just, like, one of those, and it was so fast. Like, the way we wrote that song was so fast, because it was just so easy. The topic was there, so we're like, let's talk shit about people lurking on Instagram. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> you co-wrote J Lo's single "Dinero" with DJ Khaled and Cardi B. You had originally written that track for yourself. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to ditch it?
1: That record, to me, it was dope, but it was kind of very like, if I'm a new artist, like I want to come out with a project and show who I am, like first before coming out with a single like that. I feel like if I would have came out with a single like that, well, no, it could have went number one for me. Like that would have been lit, but it was just like, I want money. Like, you know what I mean? I felt like it was too. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, it didn't explain who I was really. Like, you know? So I think that's why I give it away.
0: So there's no part of you that's like, wait, 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 wait. Jayla wants it. Like, maybe I need to reconsider.
1: <laughs> no. we are
0: happy to give it away. Yeah.
1: It's been three years since that song. I'm like, nah, like that would be insane
0: other people in the industry see you as the next Rihanna. Part of the reason I think so many of us are fascinated with her is like her sound is so unique. Mm-hmm. It's undeniable. She's incredibly talented as an artist, but she's such a savvy businesswoman, That's right? Yeah. Like that's the part of it. They are just like, well, <laughs> like I don't know that I saw that exactly. coming. So how, how do you study that? What's the lesson there? How do you emulate mm-hmm. that?
1: Um, Rihanna made herself a brand. She cuts her hair. Everybody will go cut her hair. Like, she made herself a brand using herself. Like, she is the platform of everything that she does. Like, you know, her music to her style to her businesses. Like, everything she does is based off of Rihanna being her. So, that's how I feel about myself. I feel like I'm a star as well. And I feel like I have a certain style in myself. I have a certain drive to myself. So, I want to use myself as a platform to make, different like brands, which is like my style. I'm super big in fashion. So I'm inspired by her there. Makeup, she made her money off that makeup. So it's like that's another thing that I could do. Like, you know, so just just seeing her moves and how she moves, her business, how smart she is. That's where I get
0: inspired. How do you know who to surround yourself with because that to me as an outsider is a big part of Mm -hmm. it too is that biggest part you can be mega talented but Mm -hmm. you have the wrong people around you and you can mess up your whole career Mm -hmm. yeah
1: it's the most important thing I'm a super big energy person I'm a Sagittarius so if the Mm -hmm. energy around me is like off I'll be like oh what's happening you know so that's the most important thing People around me gotta be hustlers. People around me gotta be smart. They gotta look good, presentable. Like, all that matters, like, to me. They gotta be, like, driven, you know? Because imagine you just wait a whole bunch of lazy people. Like, what are you gonna do? Or they gotta be smart. They gotta know, like, what's next. They all gotta have the same vision. You know what I'm saying? I tell everybody around me, use me. I'm the bread maker right here. So, Whatever you part you have in my circle, like be outstanding in it, cause I'm an artist. I don't, could only do so much. So if you're my director, make sure you on it. If you're my makeup artist, like start thinking of things we could do and make money off the makeup using me. Like you know, so I make sure I tell everybody around me like you got to be the best. Like that's where I'm
0: trying to go. And then, how often are you assessing and reassessing that?
1: Uh, I feel like it's been like a lot lately. It's it be so much, man. I think with more success, more money is more problems. Like people start to change, and like it sucks because you really want to stay with people that have been there from the jump, you know. But sometimes you can't, you can't stay behind because someone's staying behind. You gotta be like, yo, I'm, are you coming with me or not? Cause I, like I said, I still gotta do what I gotta do. I got goals. I got dreams that I got to do so
0: So have you had to kick someone out?
1: Um yeah, I mean, I have had people in my life and they're not in my life anymore. I would say that.
0: And what have you learned from that?
1: It's hard. It's one of the hardest things to be honest cuz I'm a super like I get attached. Like I get I'm mm-hmm. a big lover. I have a really big heart, so it's it definitely is hard. Like it's probably the worst thing cuz it makes you feel like, "Damn, like am I changing or is this like, you know, it's just so much" To think about when you're going through things like that, because fame is coming with it all, so it's like a whole, it's like the industry. So it's just like it's a touchy subject, right? You know? I
0: mean, as you get famous, right, that authenticity and those personal relationships get so much harder, right? Because you have to have boundaries,
1: exactly, right?
0: So as you get that fame, as you become a bigger star, what do you use as your touchstones to to stay you?
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I always have my family. They check you. Yeah. If I ever end up literally by myself, that's when I'm like, yo, I've really fucked up. Like, (laughs) what am I doing? Like, what's going on? So I still have the same people around me. So that's a big thing that makes me stay grounded.
0: You make it all look easy and you make it look like it's like destiny that has brought you to this moment. Is there a five year plan? Is there a 10 year plan?
1: I plan out my year. You know? <laughs> I plan out every year that I have, okay. you know,
0: like so what's this year?
1: This year? I'm about to drop my next album in like a couple months, and then I have a tour planned up, and then last two years, I mean, years, two months of like the fall, I'm probably gonna take a break and then just go back into it. like it's all about like recording, getting shows now it's stepping into the fashion game I really want that to be a big part of my brand and like go crazy with that so
0: so I have every faith that you can I don't even the next round it doesn't even make sense it's mm-hmm. like you're gonna be you yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. how I look at
1: it so yeah I'm me you know thank you
0: And you're gonna be huge so when I sit down with you again in 10 20 years what's the question you want me to ask you
1: how you been girl <laughs> <laughs> what's it like (laughs) I mean you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a good interview we'll remember this time we'll talk about everything back then and then talk about what's going on now it'll be big it'll be dope thank you so much (laughs) thank you
0: Thanks, as always, for joining us. Latina to Latina is executive produced and owned by Juleka Lantigua-Williams and me. Maria Muriel is our producer. Carolina Rodriguez is our sound engineer. Emma Forbes is the show's intern. We love hearing from you. Email us at hola at latinatolatina.com and remember to subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And please leave a review. It is one of the quickest ways to help us grow as a community.